It is often presented as it is the people against the government when it comes to crypto, as if it is some sort of black and white fight with clearly drawn battle lines. In fact, that couldn't be farther from the case. It is a very gray argument. And especially in the United States, there are many agencies fighting for power and they don't even agree with the lawmakers. So today we're going to take a look at why members of Congress believe that the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, threatens crypto innovation at a detriment to the public. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So that is a lot. Members of Congress are accusing the SEC chairman, Gary Gensler, of making arbitrary rules that stifle crypto innovation pushing it offshore under the guise of protecting U.S. consumers, but in fact is doing quite the opposite. Now, that sounds like headlines that are created by crypto Twitter and people that are gung-ho about NFTs and Bitcoin, but this is legitimate. This had a congressional hearing about two weeks ago, and Gary Gensler was up there and he was grilled. It was a very hostile environment, and I was very shocked to see that there were Congress members up there saying certain things that literally sound like I would have heard in a Twitter space for people that are arguing on behalf of crypto and saying that all the regulatory tape within the United States is only going to be a detriment to the advancement of the industry and the people as a whole. Now, there are a couple people that I want to point note out of. This is not a political podcast, whatever. So this has nothing to do with any kind of politics whatsoever. But there are quite a few Congress members, such as Patrick McHenry and Tom Emmer, that are completely against what Gary Gensler is trying to do with the SEC. So I think the best thing to do, rather than cutting up and pasting all these different things and trying to give a summary of what took place, I'm just going to give you a snippet, about five minutes of Tom Emery's grilling of Gary Gensler. And in case you're not familiar, Gary Gensler is the SEC chair, the Securities and Exchange Commission. And a lot of these policies that are coming out, such as Ethereum being under the jurisdiction of the SEC and is going to be prosecuted as a US entity and so forth, that is all because of Gary Gensler. He comes out, he makes a lot of these statements and they're not law. But even before I go to that clip, I just want to explain what the SEC is. It is an independent agency within the United States government and it was created as an aftermath of the Wall Street crash of 1929. And if you're not familiar, that's what caused the Great Depression that rippled all around the world. And it just affected every market. You're talking about Europe and just everywhere, the supply chains. And if it really wasn't for World War II breaking out, a lot of people said the Great Depression would have lasted even longer. But I'm not going to go into all that history lesson and what have you. But the SEC came as a result of that. And the general idea of that was that it would enforce the laws that Congress made in order to protect investors, maintain fair, orderly, and efficient markets, and facilitate capital formation. So basically, they're trying to enforce the rules that are on the books so that the market is safe and healthy. In summary, that is what they do. For the last 88 years or so, that has been their mission, and they're not a lawmaking body. So they're not Congress. They're not the ones who are actually putting these laws on the books. What they are doing is... They are looking at the laws on the books. They're looking at the markets and how things are being operated, and then they're going to enforce them, right? So a lot of this back and forth in the debate about this is a lot of these policies and statements that are made about the crypto industry, about how NFTs should be looked on, how Ethereum should be under the jurisdiction of US law, all of those things, those are not made by the lawmakers. Those statements are made by Gary Gensler. So the argument is 
that he is flexing and he's trying to do a huge power grab. And that is what is really making this whole crypto market very difficult, especially for the people in the United States. A couple days ago, I spoke about the upgrade to the Ethereum blockchain and how stakers were then able to go in and out and withdraw their funds and what have you. And in that, I said that Kraken withdrew all of their funds and they're no longer staking and they're offering that as a service to their customer base. Well, that is one of the examples through this whole discussion that the SEC and all these regulatory hoops to jump through are making things just very difficult for people to start and run companies from stateside. And it's also pushing a lot of the innovation, a lot of these companies offshore. That is exactly why FTX was organized and running from the Bahamas, although they had US customers and what have you. So all of that was just basically an intro as to what's going to go on with this discussion between Tom Emmer and Gary Gensler. And he goes pretty rapid fire. And I just want you to see that was this little preface that I'm giving you so that way you can understand the context of this conversation and basically why he's so hostile towards Gary Gensler. So he's the one asking the questions. Gary Gensler, the SEC chairman, is the one who is giving the answers. Or I guess you would say stumbling around and not really giving answers, but should be giving answers. Chair Gensler, I have a lot of questions in a limited amount of time. So if you could keep your answers to either a yes or a no, that will allow us to get through as many as possible, sir. From your perspective, is it more difficult now for the digital asset industry to access financial products and services in the United States than it was, say, two years ago? Uh, sir, I, I, I'm not running one of those businesses. If they came into compliance, I think I'm reclaiming my time. The answer, sir, is yes. Do you think you and the SEC have had a role to play in that? I think we have a role to protect the American investor and the capital markets and the- Reclaiming my time, sir. You have played an obvious role in that. During your tenure at the SEC, how many rules has the SEC finalized that actually accommodate the existing regulatory framework and are specifically to the digital ind asset industry so the crypto market can come into compliance? It's their rule books that are on the books for years, so we have not finalized any new rule specifically with regard to crypto we've proposed some things in best execution we've also uh sir reclaiming my time the answer is zero and how many enforcement actions has the sec levied against digital asset companies during your tenure sir i think it's probably 40 or 50 the answer sir is about 55. my understanding is that the biggest crypto failure in history is probably ftx at nine billion dollars were you the chairman of the SEC when FTX collapsed? Yes. And how many times did you meet with FTX prior to their collapse? I think my public record shows two. You met it with FTX at least twice. And arguably, the second biggest crypto failure in history was Terra Luna. Who was the chairman of the SEC when Terra Luna collapsed, sir? We had brought... Uh, you were, sir, reclaiming my time. You were. There are five members on the commission. Do you believe your speeches and interviews are to serve as the official position of the SEC? There, uh, I can only speak for myself when I'm speaking. Again, sir, in a statement on the SEC website, you are quoted saying, the Kraken staking as a service enforcement action should make clear to the marketplace that staking as a service providers must register. But again, you haven't provided any rules for how that can be done. I must remind you, your public statements are not regulations. It's not responsible to expect the American people to assume your statements are a substitute for rules. 
Do you agree with this statement regarding the digital asset industry? The SEC needs additional congressional authorities to prevent transactions, products, and platforms from falling between the regulatory cracks. I think that it's a non largely non-compliant field. And Sir, again, you, I, I asked you to comply with my uh, questions, and I'm asking you if you agree with that quote. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm quoting you from an August 3rd, 2021 article where you, uh, and I believe you told uh, Congressman Hill earlier that you need congressional authority to regulate stable coins, and stable coins happen to be a significant percentage of the crypto market. So the question is, when were you telling the truth to Mr. Hill or to me? Uh, you've got to start answering these questions in a more uh, transparent manner, sir. Does it concern you, by the way, that your approach to the digital asset industry is actually driving this industry out of the United States? We're trying to drive it to compliance, and if they're not complying with the laws, then they shouldn't be offering their products. Reclaiming my time. Uh, Madam Chair, I would like to enter into the record this Wall Street Journal article from April 14, 2023, detailing China's ploy to open its banking system to crypto firms in an effort to seize an opportunity created by our hostile regulatory environment, which, uh, Mr. Chair, you're a big With, part of. Without Look, objection. Chair Gensler, FTX was domiciled abroad and so is Binance, yet American consumers still had access to both. You can't really think that pushing this industry abroad is going to protect American consumers when it hasn't several times in the past on your watch. You say the crypto market is rife with non-compliance. However, existing SEC rules make no sense for blockchain-based companies and following them would actually kill these businesses. Your regulatory style lacks flexibility and nuance, and as a result, you've been an incompetent cop on the beat, doing nothing to protect everyday Americans and pushing American firms into the hands of the CCP. Your intention to work against SEC mission and put American investors in harm's way has been made very apparent, sir. It's been a year and a half since you've appeared before this committee. You need to answer to Congress about the issues that you've had with the SEC staff union, the work environment you've cultivated at the SEC that's led to hemorrhaging of senior staff, the intellectual inconsistency of your regulatory treatment towards Bitcoin spot ETFs, and your politicization of capital formation opportunities for your expired. treatment of certain specs. And that's just to name a few. Thank you. I yield. It is clear to see that Mr. Tom Emery is not a big fan of Gary Gensler and what the SEC is doing. But the reason why I want to highlight that in five minutes, he covered so much ground that it was absolutely ridiculous. And as you can see, a lot of the quotes, a lot of the statements that were being presented were Gary Gensler's statement. And it sounds a lot of the perception of how the government views the crypto industry. So a lot of times when you're in Twitter spaces and you're speaking to the NFT community and you're saying, well, you hear this, that the U.S. government is trying to do X, Y, Z in regards to Ethereum or in regards to NFTs or in regards to digital assets and so forth. And if you notice, a lot of those arguments and statements are just quotes by Gary Ginsler. So as you can see, there is really no clear line drawn between what Gary Ginsler thinks and believes and how people perceive the U.S. government to making policies to regulate this whole industry. So I think that is something that the congressmen are trying to clearly establish because, again, the SEC is not a lawmaking body. The SEC is supposed to enforce the laws that are made by Congress. Now, someone such as myself who is in Jamaica, why would I even care as to what the SEC says or what is going on here with this discussion within the United States when clearly 
my main point of residence is outside of the borders of the U.S. Well, here in Jamaica, we often say if the U.S. sneezes, Jamaica catches a cold or it lands on Jamaica. So what happens in the U.S. and what happens with this is how a lot of the smaller countries, if you will, will respond to it. Because, for example, just going out there and saying the COVID policies, pretty much whatever the U.S. said and did, the Caribbean followed suit. All the policies that were coming down from the CDC, the WHO, and so forth, were the exact U.S. policies, and whatever the U.S. said, they just did. It was just an echo chamber. And when it comes to crypto, a lot of the conversations that are being had within the Jamaican government or within Caribbean communities and so forth are a lot of the echo chambers that you will hear from the governments that are just repeating what is being said by Gary Ginsler. So it's pretty funny to see that his statements, although he says he's only speaking on the behalf of himself and not of the SEC or the government or so forth, it does impact the industry and it does impact other countries around the world as well. So I think it is very cool and very good to draw a clear line between Congress and the SEC so that these guys are actually making it be known that how Gary Ginsler feels about Bitcoin, how he feels. Well, I shouldn't even say Bitcoin because he has some very interesting views on Bitcoin. And it's almost like Bitcoin is somewhat accepted in his mind. But then, of course, Ethereum, NFTs and all the other things are just completely different. He views like every other token as basically a gambling mechanism and a financial device. But for whatever reason, uh, Bitcoin, he has some very interesting views on. But I'm not even going to go into all that right now. But as far as what's going on with us as the NFT community, those of us that are seeing the benefits of this stuff and hearing all these crazy things coming out of Gary Ginsler's mouth, thinking that, wow, this could possibly be the official position of the United States and the industry and many governments around the world. It makes it very hard for us to try to really understand what's going on. What exactly are we building? What exactly are we buying into? What exactly are we so excited about? Because if the government has a crazy view of everything that we're doing, we, you know, we have to follow the laws. So it does affect us. It does impact us. And I'm sharing this to show you that when a lot of times that how we present it as it's us versus them, it's the people versus the government. That is not necessarily the truth, right? This is from this, clearly, you can see that members of the government are in clear disagreement with Gary Gensler, who is one man over the SEC. So going forward, I would love to see how this is going to actually develop into laws and actually affect the industry as a whole. Because the one thing that we can definitely establish from what we've seen over the last, I don't know, uh, three to five years especially, is that what they have done so far, all these regulations, these crackdowns that they're trying to do, it is not making things safer. So as far as understanding what goes on, not trying to ram crypto into the old financial systems of stocks, bonds, and commodities, and so forth, but actually making laws that make sense, regulating not for regulation's sake, but for actually the growth and the safety of the industry is greatly needed. So going forward, I think there's going to be more of a separation. And unfortunately, at this point, it seems to be a very political issue. At least in the United States, one party seems to be way more crypto friendly than another party. And just like everything else within U.S. politics, it seems to be a, another line drawn in the sand that they want to argue on rather than just trying to do what's best for the people and for the country and for the economy and so forth. It's like, well, we're just going to draw our battle lines up and go with whatever colors that we are, whether we're raising the blue flag or the red flag, and we're going to do what's best for our party. And that's what seems to be happening 
happening with crypto, unfortunately, which is very ironic because crypto is something that's supposed to be for the betterment of the people. It's for all. It's for freedom, ownership and sovereignty and all this stuff. Yet they're making it into a political issue, but political issue. But that is another topic in itself. But I just want to present this to let you know that when you're exploring this space and hearing all these different things, it is not necessarily the official position of the government. However, when we do hear it from someone such as Gary Gensler, we often accept it as official government position and then we repeat it as such. So going forward, I just want you to know that as you're researching the space, you're checking things out, whatever, just really take everything with a grain of salt. It could be one man's opinion or it could actually be a law that is on the books, but just do your own research and always remember that the paint or I should say the ink for these laws are still wet. They're literally being made as we go on. Nothing is really set in stone yet. Nothing is concrete. And I think it's good to just give the lawmakers a little bit of grace because just as we're figuring out this space, we're learning, we're building, and we're trying to understand what we can do with it, they're also trying to learn and understand the space, see how it can be regulated, how laws can make it a more friendly environment rather than a restrictive environment. So it's encouraging to me to see that they are fighting against these abstract, brutal, and restrictive statements that were made by the SEC chair. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Of course, there are other politicians that I didn't even go into, like their segments and how they grilled Gary and what have you, <laughs> grilled Gary. But they made some great statements. And uh, for example, one of the guys, I really like his stance, the way he talks about this stuff, the way he asks questions. And I've even featured a couple clips from him in the past, very early into the show, Congress explaining Web3 and what have you is Patrick McKendley. He asked some very good questions, some of the statements he makes. Again, I have no endorsement of this guy. He's from like middle America. I forget what state he's from. And, you know, I lived in New York. Now I'm mostly associated with Florida. So it has nothing to do with me uh, trying to promote this guy or anything. I live in Jamaica, literally. I'm just saying, if you want to Google some things, hey, what? Patrick McHenry says about uh, crypto and uh, various things. I can't tell you what he says about anything else, but I do know what he says about crypto, Web3, all that is very sensible. So in the show notes, I'm going to leave a couple references. Number one to Re Representative Tom Emmer's YouTube page and also to Patrick McHenry's YouTube page. So you can see some things that they were saying. Just search around it for anything they say about crypto, U Web3 and so forth. You kind of get a good idea to prove that not everybody in Congress is just anti-crypto, anti-Web3. So that is good to know. And hopefully that trickles out to the rest of the world, just like everything else. I hope if America sneezes good things onto crypto, it lands on Jamaica and we run with that rather than the bad things. But with that said, I hope you are as encouraged by this as I am. I want to thank you for listening as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.